The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the game of basketball, stars are made. But how do they get to that point? How has the game changed them? And what are they doing today? Welcome to Rebound Radio with your host, Matt Fish of Rebound Magazine. Each week, Matt goes one-on-one with some of the legends of basketball, finds out their inside story, and uncovers stories you've got to hear to believe. Now, here's Matt Fish and Alex Clancy. Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio. Welcome to Rebound Radio on Voice America Radio. 888-346-9144. Uh, very special guest today, Vladimir Stepanya, played in the NBA for six years. Mm-hmm. Um, was drafted in, uh, what was it, 98, 27th pick overall. Before he, we bring him on, I want to go down the, the draft class that he had. And for those of you that are my age, I'm 33, um, and Matt, who is, what, 37, uh, I think? <clears throat> just turned? Mm-hmm. Just turned 37? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um a lot of really recognizable names. So he's part of a very rich draft class mm-hmm. uh, that was the 1998 draft. We will talk NBRPA per usual to start the show. Uh, the National Basketball Retired Players Association is a conglomeration of uh, former athletes that uh, are together for the greater good after the game's over. Um, support systems, uh, marriage counseling, addiction specialists, um, they, they are a faction in and of themselves to uh, help further the lives of each other and, um, you know, it, through charities and stuff, doing it through for other people, too. It's not just a, it's a, a one-trick pony. Uh, Matt Fish is the Phoenix Chapter president, mm-hmm. so we're going to run down the, what's going on um, with the NBRPA, what's uh, up-and-coming events, and then... Uh, Hopefully, um, we'll have Vladimir call in in the second segment. So, Maddie, take it away. Sure. Hey, how you been, Alex? Hey. Hey. My been, eyes Alex? are bleeding. <laughs> Why? My eyes are bleeding. I These, see that. See, here's the thing. So, now, really quick, really quick. So, a little aside. So, we have to deal with the 115 degree heat. Yes. So, we have Mars here for three months, or, or what I would think uh, <laughs> it would be like. Number two, we have monsoons and yeah. haboobs. Yeah, sure. Haboobs are. Fantastic. Uh, torrential uh, dust storms. Well, they're awesome if you're not driving. Because oh, yeah, if yeah. you're driving, you have to pull over, and then your car pretty much gets wrapped in uh, yeah. construction paper for 45 minutes. Bring a toothbrush. Yeah, you feel like you're in a car wash. And then monsoons are, like if you're sitting in the bathtub as a five-year-old, and both your parents just dump water on your head consistently for hours. That's kind of what it's like. So if you're Water at home, <laughs> if you're if you're at home, then you know it's great. But now we have all these freaking allergies. Yep. The every season that changes. Now we have seasons here in Arizona, not just spring and summer. So seemingly in March, your eyes fall out and you have to put them back in so you can see. And then during the summer and the winter, the, the same way. So I just bought these fifteen dollar eye drops, huh? so I can see out of my left eye. Does it help? I mean, I put them in about 10 minutes ago. I don't feel as suicidal, which is nice, but I don't know if it's withstanding. It says 60-day dose. This is about the size of a thimble. So I'm not sure exactly yeah. if I'm using too much already. We'll find out. So the doctor says, what color are your eyes? Red? Yeah, yeah. red. 
Uh-huh. Well, I, I, I'm self-soothing, <laughs> self-medicating. Well, luckily, I don't uh, have too bad allergies. Well, the air up there is probably a little better than what I breathe. The? You know, a foot shorter. The air, <laughs> the air down here maybe for... Uh, maybe. No, maybe. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> well, hey, yeah, Final Four here in Phoenix. Uh, we already had an event on Wednesday. We went over to Harmon Park. Uh, I wanted to be there. I couldn't, but I know that Joe Courtney, uh, Fat Lever, um, and um, Stevie Coulter were involved with uh, with that. And what it was and what it is is the NCAA picked a basketball park. It has a basketball court on it, and both inside and outside in a park. It's this whole... It serves 18,000 kids a year. So this park has been revamped. $300,000 renovation for this park. And there's a brand new uh, uh, gymnasium over there that, that looks great. And, and it's called Harmon Park. It's near Fifth Avenue and Buckeye Road. I have uh, swung through there and played basketball back in the day, back when the rims were a little bit flimsier. I remember playing when I came off of a trip over from China and a guy on my same team was going up for a rebound and I went over his back and grabbed the rebound and shattered it. So I felt pretty, you know, hey, I shattered a broken backboard. Not really, but I broke the backboard, shattered wait, the backboard. Wait, throwing it down? Yeah. Oh, out of point. You just have it in your hand? No, it came off the rim and I went over my own guy because yeah. I knew they wouldn't call a foul. Yeah. So I went up with two hands and grabbed it, and that guy was in front of me. So I held on, kind of, and just shattered. Just shack food him. I just, and I was the white guy. Was it, gl- it's, it was it glass, was so funny. right? Was it a yes, glass? glass. So they picked up the pieces and they put it in plastic bags and they stuck it on the uh, wall That's out front badass. and said, "Matt Bish broke the back." Badass. Board. Now, how are you going to be paying for that? So, well, I, you know, <laughs> I think they have insurance, but now they have these wonderful backboards that are all placed that are just fantastic. Uh, I was uh, Fat Lever called me the other day and said that there's this one place that kind of overlooks the basketball court. That's the glass wall that you can't hear out of, but you can see out of. And on the other side is a workout facility. So I have this this gym like this all these weights and all this, and you're looking out and seeing a basketball game through this glass wall so the whole wall is made of glass and you don't have to hear the basketball game but you can see it from the other side of the weight room it's probably better I for kids I can't wait to see it yeah I can't wait to see it uh, I've been down there before so I'd like to see the after sure I guess it's fantastic I guess it's really really nice and I'm looking forward to it uh, serving the community for years to come you know they got uh, Doug Ducey was down there the governor and he uh, stepped up and was really proud of, of obviously this being their park and so did uh, Stevie Coulter now Stevie played back with Michael Jordan so he was one of the best point guards back in the 80s late 80s and then Fat Lever same way he was one of the best point guards in the 80s there and you know so we've been working for a variety of different events. Another one that's going to happen on a Friday night, and this has to do with celebrating some of the past players, and one of those is Jumpin' Joe Caldwell. So uh, that's going to be a nice event. And then uh, Sunday, we're doing Ready, Set, Dribble. So the first 3,800 kids get a free T-shirt and a free basketball, and we dribble from one venue over to the Final Four. When we get there, we'll get to shoot at hoops. But also, keep the T-shirt, keep the uh, ball, and it's all for a good cause. So those are the three different events that we're doing around the Final Four. Excited to be able to participate. Looking forward to having all those people down here. I know it's going to be a good financial boost for the area. 
And, uh, you know, there, it's just been, can you imagine? This is the first Final Four right here in Phoenix. So anyway, that's just right around the corner. It all happens in the next few days. Uh, so many events around it, and excited to have the Phoenix chapter given back in a variety of different ways in the community. Ah, and also, up and coming is the heart screening, April 7th. No, April 9th, so that's a Sunday, April 9th in the morning. And I've been sending out to all the guys here in the Valley, all the former NBA, WNBA players in the Valley here about, go get your heart checked out. So the Players Association of the NBA has been doing a heart screening all over the United States, and it's finally come to Phoenix. Excited to be able to get it in just before the end of the year. I'm going to go in. There's a variety of different tests that they do. I actually have it here. But uh, that being said, all of us need to make sure that we get ourselves checked out to make sure our tickers are clicking like they should be. And we've had some badness in the past with some of the size of these guys and their hearts being oversized. And there's been some uh, arrhythmia and a variety of issues with hearts when we've lost the likes of Moses Malone. And um, so here's some of the things that they're doing. So Sunday, April 9th from 7 a.m. to 12 p.m. at the Phoenix Suns Arena. We're having the medical history will be done, a 12-lead EKG, an echocardiogram, a CARTID scan, a blood panel, so cholesterol and diabetes, an orthopedic checkout, and a cardiologist consultation. And, um, you know, get it all done in like 45 minutes. So we go from station to station to station. This is in partnership with the Phoenix Suns. It's in partnership with the Players Association. The NBRPA is bringing it out to the former NBA players. They're going to all make sure that uh, they're healthy. We're going to be able to share the information we get with our own doctors. And uh, if anything's wrong, they're going to make sure to take the correct steps in order to make sure that we're going to be able to live a long life. Um, they have found people with issues in this with this program, and so saving lives, there you go, across the United States, but excited to be able to step up and say that finally they're here in Phoenix, finally we're going to get it checked out, and everyone's excited to be able to go down there. Afterwards, and they're providing breakfast in the morning, lunch in the afternoon, afterwards, a bunch of us former NBA and WNBA players will be going to that game, and I believe they play the Dallas Mavericks that day, a 3 o'clock game on Sunday, April 9th, you'll see a many, many former NBA players at that arena walking around. Just look up because they'll be there. Uh, I've already heard back RSVP'd from several, several people. Um, it's an exciting event for a variety of reasons, but the biggest thing is, is I think fraternity, camaraderie, uh, talk to one another, uh, make sure that we're all going to live a long life, and then uh, just catching up and seeing a game together. So I'm excited. That's just about, what, two weeks away. So that's going to be really cool. Um, and that is kind of an update on some really close, right around the corner, up-and-coming NBRPA Phoenix Chapter events. You yeah. should be a newscaster. I should be on the radio. That was awesome. <laughs> no, that's good. So with the, um, the dribbling, give me the name again. So it's Ready, Set, Ready, set dribble. dribble. And you can go on NCAA.com and ju- or you can just Do you have Google. to buy tickets? No. No. Nope. So how is it? Who's sponsoring it? How, how is it going to make money? The, the NCAA NBA? is behind them. They've okay. got a, a basketball that I think it's Spalding, or, or it might not be Spalding. It might be Badden. Whatever it is they use for the NCAA, I think that's a big sponsor. Uh, they have a T-shirt, and I'm sure there's going to be, you know, the, the symbol, the logo of sure. the Final Four logo will be on there. So it really just promotes a variety of ways that the NCAA can give back to the community, and we wanted to make sure to be involved with good causes. So we're going to, you know, spend our time there dribbling with the kids, you know, and making sure that they have a good message and make sure that we go over there and all have a good time. And I can't see why we wouldn't. So when you talk to kids, do you kneel down? Or do you, no, no, <laughs> yeah. I'm asking. I'm, no, yeah. this is because this is very good. So, okay. So for, for those of you who don't know a couple of things, one, and if you haven't listened to the show, that's shame on you, first of all. But um, 
Matt works a lot with charity, works a lot with kids. He works a lot with former athletes, and they they uh, pair up, and then they go do charities together. With, it, may, it could be four or five of them. Matt's 6'11", and these kids are probably going to be knee-high to a duck, comparatively speaking, probably maybe not even up to your knee. You talk to a 6-year-old girl, yeah. hypothetically speaking, yeah, or 7-year-old boy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Are you sitting down, or are you talking? Because, I mean, you're... Right. I mean, when you're, I talk, you're a tree compared to them. And when I talk to the group and I'm standing back, I don't. I stand tall and show them the height. It's more of an awe thing. Yeah. You know, like look at the height. So you have to kind of have a reference. It's kind of like putting a quarter next to whatever it is so you can see how big something is. Mm-hmm. When I work with kids, they'll often say, can you touch the ceiling? You know, so, and yeah, absolutely. So it'll touch it, and it's like, oh, yeah. it's because they can't. And yeah. they, in, the, in their mind, what is tall, what is short? But when I come down and just say like a one-on-one, or really try to get someone to shoot the right way or, or make sure they're in the right position to play the game, I will get down, all the, way, all the way down, and show them the correct way to stand and the correct way to shoot. And so, yeah, you have to get down to their level. There's no doubt about it. Uh, so that's an interesting question. Uh, not enough do that. And it's funny, I just saw something the other day. I don't know if you know Keith Kloss. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah Keith, 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 he's in China. In, yeah, I was going to say, oh. Keith's over in China right now, and Keith is like seven. Four. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's super tall. Yeah. And I saw some pictures he sent back today. And in sending back, you know, he... Um, so tall, you know, and 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 I, he has to. You'd think he'd have to bend over, and and he didn't in the pictures. I'm thinking he has to almost bullhorn it, bullhorn it down to him. But yeah, uh, you're right. You have to kind of get down to their level. Because he's got a different body type. I mean, he's very slender. Very slender. I mean, you're more what a six eleven person should be like. Well, I feel like you worked out a lot more than he did, and he's just. I mean, his whole thing was being lanky. His whole well, thing was being. Stretch Armstrong. And he tried to put on weight. He's told me he's tried and tried even to this day. He's still trying to put on weight. But I think some of that lankiness has allowed him to continue his career. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. also, well, didn't he have some sort of heart issue? He did. And he also had a drinking issue, too. So yeah. a couple problems that's kept him from being having a really great career in the, for the Clippers is, is yeah, where he mostly played. Did you, you guys didn't play together. No, he was you after missed. me. Yeah, after you, right? He was after me. So um, we're going to go to break early. Uh, if that's okay with everybody, we do have uh, Mr. Vladimir Stepanya on the line, oh, and we will get to him right after we come back. We're going to talk to him. We had him on about six weeks ago, and we're going to update everything that he's doing in his life. He is a new college graduate, uh, from what I hear, and we're going to talk about that with him and everything that he's doing outside the game of basketball. Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. 
We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You're listening to Rebound Radio with Matt Fish. Call into the show today at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also drop an email to mattfish at reboundmagazine.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Alice Clancy, Matt Fish in studio. Uh, welcome back to Rebound Radio, Voice America Radio, 888-346-9144. Uh, very happy to welcome back the 27th overall pick in the 1998 draft, Mr. Vladimir Stepania. Vladimir, welcome back. Um, we, we So, again, we had you on about six weeks ago, and we got some great information about your upbringing um, in Georgia and and how things are so different here in the United States and, and what you had to do through your life to get to where you are and, and how... Um, you know, academics has kind of been the the centering of your life at this point. So, uh, welcome back to the show. Well, thanks for having me here, and uh, I look forward to spending some uh, good time with you guys in the next thirty minutes or so. Thank you, thank you. Hey, Vladimir, it's Matt Fish. Uh, excited to have you back on the show, and also excited to learn how things are going with Anaheim University. I know you're there, looking to get another degree. This one's going to be the Doctor of Business Administration, a DBA, and Entrepreneurship Program. So, how's that program going? Uh, that program is going very well. Actually, I was fortunate enough uh, to be part of a National Player, Retired Player Basketball Association. Uh, and uh, we received an email or invitation uh, for uh, like a... Uh, Invitation to like a trial, the scholarship opportunity with uh, with Anaheim University, and I think it was one more school uh, for busy professionals. And uh, since I'm a self-employed, I have a couple businesses I run, and entrepreneurship something that I'm looking forward to do for for a while. Um, education wouldn't hurt, especially if it's free, uh, and also it's a networking opportunity. So I pursued that last year, and I'm halfway through. I'll probably, and I'll probably be graduating sometimes next year, maybe early next year. So I'm very thankful for everyone involved in the process. Uh, to Anaheim University as well as uh, the Retired Player Basketball Association. Yeah, that's great. And you already have a, a couple of degrees. I know that you have a Master's of Science in Sports and uh, Media, I believe, Management yeah, from that's New York. Correct. Okay. Don't you also have a, a master's of health administration from the University of Washington? That's correct. Wow. Yeah, I have a, I have a healthcare business. We have a long term healthcare uh, centers, and we have send like CNAs and home care aides in a, for non uh, non medical treatment. We send the patients. So to be uh, to be actually uh, to be able to run a medical business, I need to have some medical background. So. Uh, <clears throat> So, uh, like two years ago, I uh, I applied and I got in and I completed it. So, That's great. yeah, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's good, you know. Yeah, I mean, and I know we spoke before how important it is to have an education, and 
And, you know, you're not going to find too many NBA players that have as many as you have, that's for sure. And uh, I feel pretty honored to have a couple myself, master's in business, master's in secondary education, you know, bachelor's in communication and special education. So, you know, it's all about education. My mother was a teacher. My sister is a teacher. My grandmother was a teacher. So I understand it. It's important. And it's just uh, great to hear you say, hey, man, I'm doing what I'm doing as my own business, as an entrepreneur, but I needed to back it up with a, a degree that makes sense with what it is that we do. How is business? Well, business is good. Um, it's a it's a very wack topic, you know. I mean, uh, business is good. I mean, but it could always be better. There is always uh, uh, opportunity to grow. There are always uh, some you know curves and turns that you always look in kind of ahead of time. And again, uh, to circle back, the reason why I decided to go back to school because um, I mean that one piece of knowledge and that. Piece, one piece of uh, uh, information and that connection that you earn through this uh, networking and with professor or student's body could be a, a deal breaker and could be a career, like a change, like in a, a big impact uh, generator a couple years from now. So, yeah, that's the goal about, uh, that's, that's the purpose about why I decided to do so. So uh, we're talking to Vladimir Sapanya, a former NBA player, now um, business uh, entrepreneur and uh, about to finish uh, another degree at Anaheim University. Um, a little aside, when was the last time you shot a basketball? I shot a basketball a couple months ago. Oh. Uh, I have an a AU program uh, uh, a couple blocks away. Uh, and uh, I just went there and I shot some basketball like for five ten minutes. It was really cool. Yeah. So now your life is totally flipped from kind of dabbling in in you know education and learning and business and playing basketball to the polar opposite yin yang, where basketball is the accent and business is the main focal point of your foundation of your life now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, even though uh, I don't know if I mentioned last time in, during the radio interview, I have a six-month-old boy, oh. Alex. So, really? so I'm also thinking uh, uh, that I have to uh, I have to be a little bit involved in a sports life, you know. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, I have a family. We live in Seattle, Washington. It's a nice town. Uh, and uh, but I, I think that I would like to keep some kind of ties in the in a, in a game of basketball because I have given uh, uh, basketball probably 15, 20 of my uh, years, you know, of my life. Yeah. Uh, and I also want to, my family, right, to 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 respect that and also have some kind of sport culture in my family. You know, so so yeah, I mean, I'm 95 percent, probably 99 percent. I'm dedicated to education and uh, mm -hmm. business and running some day-by-day uh, -day tasks and hiring and selling and all this other stuff, growing. But I also would like to have some kind of piece for for sports, game or basketball, and I like swimming too. So so stuff like that. You know, I think it's important for everybody to have some kind of. Um, you know, uh, piece of uh, like, especially with our background. You know, we need to have some kind of like, you know, some some kind of involvement. You know. Yeah. So it, so for balance, you're gonna when your kids grows up, you're not gonna put, you know, a a uh, 
a stuffed animal of a basketball in his crib right now is what you're saying. It, it's going to be, it's going to happen organically. If he wants to play sports, that's fine, but it's not going to be forced upon him just because you played in the NBA for a few years. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Something mm. like that. Yeah. Wow. Well, a six month old, you said, man, you got your hands full. It's a good name. And it's Alex, good. you named it Alex too. Wow. Yeah, Alex well, you should appreciate that. Alex. I Clancy. do. I do. Shoot. Hey, I was, I was going to also touch on something else, and I've been meaning to ask you, and I meant to ask you the first time that we interviewed. I kind of wanted to compare, and here come the Final Fours. And over here, you know, we have the Final Four with the college and the whole, you know, tournament and the NCAA and on and on and on. It's nothing like that in Europe. You know, you had a chance to play, I know, in a variety of different places over there. I know that uh, you moved out of Georgia, I believe, when you were 16, you shared with me, and then uh, spent six years in Greece and Slovenia, and you were the EuroLeague All-Star in 1998, and then went right on to the NBA and got drafted. Can you share a little bit about, they don't go to college in Europe, and, and they do here, so a little bit about the differences between basketball at a younger age uh, than uh, basketball here. Well, uh, to be very brief um, and to give our uh, listeners a better understanding of the system, uh, the sports system, no, uh, we have a, like a, in Europe, right, it's a club system, right? So once the kid belongs to a certain club, whether it's a city or probably city clubs, like you have, a, for instance, Real Madrid, right, or Barcelona, sure. or Panathinaikos, or maybe you have Olympia Milano, you have Maccabi Tel Aviv, right? Uh-huh. Those, those clubs, they have a they have a like a various schools, right? So they actually have this their own selection for for the kids, and uh, the selection ends when kid is around 16 years old to 17 years old, and after kid is 16 to 17 years old, they sign with him a professional contract, and these contracts are different. You know, sometimes they could be in the millions, uh, sometimes they could be like in a relatively minimal numbers, right? So there is no gap here for education, you know? So it's really hard when you're 17 years old and you're playing for Olympiakos Pires, you know, Greek champion team, one of the best ones, and you're the best in your junior team, and the management comes and tells you, here, we have a six-year agreement, and you're going to make in $300,000 first year, three hundred fifty second year, uh, 400000 for instance, uh, third year, uh, 500,000 fifth year, uh, that, five, that, five, that fifth year will be 22, you're going to have option to go to NBA, but you have to pay a million dollars buyout, oh. and after that you can be like, you know, we can decide how you do that stuff, right? So this is, uh, this is actually how it works in Europe. So in, in the United States it's different, you yeah. don't have this professional, uh, like uh, you cannot find kids and there is a kind of gap, right? So you have independent, you have three independent bodies. You have this uh, youth program, like a high school AU program. Yeah. Then everything translates to NCA, like NCA uh, Division One, Division Two, and scholarship. And, you know, you have NCA rules and stuff. Yep. And then you have uh, the NBA the NBA draft and probably, I mean, we, we like 60 players or 50 players are getting drafted and ended up playing in NBA, but you have all this huge amount of players that actually don't get to play, you know? So, uh, <clears throat> so 
So the likelihood of making right uh, from uh, from college basketball now to National Basketball Association or even in Europe, it's now uh, much smaller than was 10, 15 years ago, because European basketball is much better now than it used to be. Yeah. They are very efficient, and also Asian basketball is much it's picking up, right? So we also have uh, teams like in Middle East now, Lebanon. We have in uh, like Lebanon. We have in Australia. We have in China, Korea. They're also producing good players. So that's why we every year we have between five to ten foreign foreigner like free agents and um, draft choices like you know foreigners maybe ten to fifteen. Mm-hmm. So I feel like amount of local players are gradually like you know getting smaller, right? So uh, yeah, I mean it's so it's, it's hard, you know. Sometimes uh, these kids are playing uh, really hard on that uh, college level. Uh, and then uh, sometimes they don't get drafted and they don't really have opportunity to play even overseas and I, you know it's kind of sad sometimes but but good ones they do you know so uh, so um, uh, so to to summarize my speech actually I really like you know college basketball and I really admire uh, uh, college athletes and student athletes because they don't get compensated and they play with lots of passion and it's something that it's a, probably a, the last pocket of amateur sport that could deliver uh, so much passion and so much uh, uh, fan and so much like exposure uh, globally. You know, I don't know any other sport that can do that. You right, know, right. answer me this, Vladimir Stepanian. Do you think that the college athletes should get paid because of how much money? They they bring in for the NCAA and for their own universities generated money. Well, um, you know, lately, right? I have a boy, and I've been actually uh, kind of getting. I mean, I try to learn more about NCA and all this system about basketball and not lots of other sports. And to be frankly with you, this is actually a very difficult question to answer. You know, I don't think there is a um, uh, there is a uh, for us. Uh, it's a really it's a really good way to answer this question because paying athletes, right, uh, something, right, paying athletes something could open uh, like a Pandora's door and could create lots of like other side, like side effects. And the beauty of NCA, it's all the athletes, right, they're the first academic come first and sports comes after, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's a good part and that's what keeps them amateur. But on the other side, uh, this system actually triggers uh, some under-the-table under deals and we have lots of people like, I mean, I, I know that lots of people in NCA, there is like uh, rumors that some, you know, the, especially during the recruitment, recruitment and stuff like that. So right. uh, it's not a bad idea to bring this discussion to the public and actually put a little pressure on NCA to make a little bit adjustments with, with some kind of rulemaking. So uh, if there is a compensation or tuition or stipend, it's, uh, it's done openly versus under the table or, you know, through some friends and stuff like that. Uh, so that's my answer to you. Yeah, know? yeah. And, and I hear what you're saying. I mean, I went through the system myself, and I played down at UNC Wilmington, and it's a mid-major Division One school. And the whole idea is, hey, you know, we've given you a full-ride scholarship, so that is payment enough. Um, but uh, at the same time, we brought in millions of dollars for the university. So I, I, I think that there's something there. And I do think that when you say bring it above the table, to me, I like it. 
I'd say put it on the table instead of tabling it and bring it out there and, and make sure that uh, people understand that, uh, you know, it, to me, it almost makes the universities that can afford it and can and are, and are getting really good at recruiting, you know, to do things under the table and then have that advantage or that edge, you know, that, that Wilmington never gave me, you know, anything. And I, besides the great, you know, education. So I... How much did you win in Wilmington? You know, we, we won... You know, we won more than half of our games. I mean, did, did you win a tournament game? We didn't win at all for the tournament. We did go to some tournaments, and I know we got paid a little bit to go to those tournaments. You personally? No, the university right. did. So what I'm saying is, because to stay competitive sometimes, and this is all hearsay, and we're going to get back to the life and times of Mr. Tapani in a second, is... Especially, it's all hearsay, and there's no actual proof except for the people, the schools that actually got caught. Yeah. This seems to be a very fluid situation with, I mean, Cam Newton. Oh, I know I didn't get paid 50 grand to go to Auburn. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, there's so many different things that there are little nuances around yeah. all sports that get all the best players to go there that, you know, it's... It, it's up wonder. for debate. You yeah. you wonder you wonder if they go there on their own recognizance or if they got a little a little Jimmy on the way over there. Yes, and that even extends to the family. You know, all of a sudden, mom, it's more for the family yeah. than anything. I mean, Reggie yeah. Bush got a house bought for him by his agent, mm-hmm. and the agent was dumb enough to put the house in his name. Mm. He put the, he put the house in the agent's name, and then they had to he had to give the Heisman Trophy back because of it. Yeah. yeah. So, so stupid people get caught anyways. Yeah, you're right, you're right. And I want to harken back to something you said earlier, Vladimir. When you told me that these teams overseas pay you a certain amount, then more, then more, then more, then more, and you get up to the point where now you're able to go to the NBA, and then they say, okay, it's a million-dollar buyout. Did that happen in your case? Yeah, that happened in my case too. I think uh, back then uh, the... The buyout was, uh, I think, two hundred or three hundred thousand dollars, and my team got it. Uh, so, um, so, uh, and I only, I only had three months uh, left on my contract, uh, and uh, actually, it was kind of I should have probably waited out and just test the market after all. But um, for I mean, I, I just I just wanted to come, so I came here. So. Sure. So buyout actually and transfer is a big revenue generator for European teams in basketball, especially in football, I mean soccer. Uh, so um, yeah, basketball buyouts are, uh, it's a contribution from the player and also the current team or future team to the current team. Uh, uh, and uh, they, they go, I mean, from half million dollars up to like two or three million dollars, you know. In, in football, uh, the transfers are enormous. Like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, last time I think I saw, like, Ronaldo, these Brazilian guys, transfers were, like, 40, 50, 70 million euros. You know, they're huge. So, uh, yeah, any, anywhere such numbers are involved in sports, uh, it creates uh, some kind of pocket of unknown stuff. Is something that we had talked about earlier. Uh, and again, uh, to circle back in the college NCA rules, uh, we don't know, right? I mean, I mean, we we can we can only basically uh, you know talk about some rumors, but we cannot. We don't really know who does what does. But uh, I think um, 
some flexibility uh, in NCA actually rulemaking wouldn't hurt to minimize this kind of stuff, you know, because uh, uh, the sport and relationship with the coach should be the first one, probably first priority of the student athletes and education, uh, not some kind of this underground uh, uh, underground this relationship and this manipulation with some people that can do certain things for him and for his family, you know. So I, I've heard about it a lot, you know, so I think it's uh, I mean, it's part of the game for now, but I'm saying legalizing that somehow would be nice, I think. We're talking with Vladimir Stepanya, former NBA player, uh, originally from Greece, moved over to, or originally from Georgia, moved over to Greece and Slovenia and Slovenia, and uh, was also a EuroLeague All-Star in 1998 before getting drafted to the NBA. And uh, really, you retired at a young age. I mean, you were done by 28, and most people would think that's darn young to retire. Uh, what was your decision in that young retirement? Is it just because, was it health factor, or was it, you know what, I'm fed up all the way to my eyebrows, and I'm done with it? No, I retired at, I was 29, almost 30. Okay. I retired in 2005, uh, uh, after I actually, you know, finished uh, uh, my contract in Portland Trailblazers, we decided to uh, terminate contract in January because I, I had a bad knee injury. Uh, and that year, actually, 2005, was probably a really bad year for me because I went through the three knee surgeries. Uh, and I had some um, uh, some very interesting condition, basically, something with a, like a bone alignment that would not let my cartilage heal. You yeah. know? So it was really frustrating. And I had to retire, you know, at a relatively early age. And for me, as a European player with European passport, right, going back to Europe would be, uh, I mean, I was getting calls even two, three years after I was retiring. Because, really? you know, the European passport, big guy with experience and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't play, you know, I had lots of pain and I couldn't even walk for actually uh, like almost 18 months. I used to use a, a stick, I used to use a crutch. So, yeah, so this this period of my life was actually kind of dark, and uh, I was not prepared for it. Uh, and then, um, and then this anger and a little bit frustration, and also some mistakes I made, you know, uh, like uh, uh, back uh, back then, uh, gave me that grip and gave me that like you know toughness to succeed and prevail in different fields, you know. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, as uh, uh, Mr. Warren Buffett says, uh, said uh, a long time ago, he said, when you have a stone on your way, don't make it, don't, don't use it as a gravestone, use it as a stepping stone. So I try to use my bad experience uh, with health and other, other stuff as a stepping stone towards something else, which is education and, you know, like managing my own companies and growth and family and stuff like that. So... Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody has a curve. The question is how you're going to manage it and how you're going to, you know, uh, move forward, you know. We're talking to Vladimir Stepanya, a former NBA athlete and now uh, just worldly businessman, uh, about to get another degree. On the other side of the break, we're going to continue our conversation with him. Uh, if that's okay, can you hang with us for another five or seven minutes? I'm going to answer Sir? for him. Yes, Vladimir said yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Uh, Rebound Radio, Voice America Radio, Alex Lancey, Matt Fish in studio. We'll be back in about two minutes.
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? <laughs> Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Rebound Radio with Matt Fish. Call into the show today at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also drop an email to mattfish at reboundmagazine.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Final segment, Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio. Rebound Radio. Follow Matt on Twitter at Rebound Talk. Email him at mattfish at reboundmagazine.com if you want to get any information on the not aforementioned Rebound Magazine that Matt uh, is the CEO of. It's been on for about six years. It reaches former NBA athletes. Anybody that wants uh, a copy can have one that's part of the NBRPA at this juncture, which is thousands and, well, no, that former former NBA player, not NBRPA. Anybody that wants it, that used to wear uh, an NBA jersey can have it. Thousands and thousands of people. I saw the uh, the mailing list. It's pretty uh, pretty exquisite. Uh, it's getting better and better. He just did the All-Star Edition. Um, so in a couple months, the next one will be out. So if you want to talk about advertising, sponsorship, any information about Rebound Magazine, Matt Fish at reboundmagazine.com. For a couple more minutes, we have Mr. Vladimir Stepania, 27th overall pick in the 1998 draft uh, out of Georgia. Uh, multiple multiple degrees, uh, businessman, last shot of basketball a couple months ago, said it was fun. Which is interesting. It's funny how the world turns after, um, you know, after something you did in the in the late '90s and early 2000s, and then the rest of your life begins. Vladimir, are you working with any charities or anything right now? Uh, excuse me. Can you repeat? I couldn't hear. You. Are you working with any charities or anything of the like right now? Uh, not at this moment. Yeah. No, not at this moment. Okay. I mean, yeah, because you're you're focusing on Anaheim University, finishing that degree. Got a six month old boy. Um, how's fatherhood? Oh, it's very fun. Yeah, actually, I really enjoyed every moment of it. And then uh, life is very interesting right now, and it has a better purpose that I uh, had, uh, you know, a little bit earlier in my life. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying every moment of it. Great, great. Hey, share a little bit about your company and what you do, and, and share with the listeners, too, on how they can get a hold of you if they're interested in using your, using your services. 
Well, uh, we do business-to-business services. Okay. Uh, You know, I have a portfolio of small businesses, actually. Uh, One is is, uh, regional healthcare, basically, uh, healthcare uh, solutions for, like, elderly. We send, like, CNAs and home care aids in the houses, and we we also manage a couple group homes, smaller size. Oh, nice. So, um, so, uh, I have probably, uh, I mean, dozens of employees there, but it's very... uh, uh, labor-intensive and stressful field, mm-hmm. uh, and the uh, reason why actually I kind of anticipate you're going to ask me about that, and I kind of, uh, in early in the show, I told you about my experiences, like I was almost 19 months on a wheelchair and crutches, Yeah, and that's what triggered me to do that, because my mom used to take care of me, and then I kind of, I was in a rehab facility myself, and uh, then I kind of, you know, it, it, that was my trigger point, why I actually went up in this route. Uh, now, seven, eight years ago, I was actually consulting, uh, uh, consulting a uh, very often gentleman out of Middle East how to bring some product products in the United States, uh, in agricultural products, and uh, I've become pretty good at it, right? I had a couple of good, you know, like connections to buy commodities and producing some non-perishable items like drinks, mm-hmm. beverages, uh, snack items. Uh, and throughout the country, I had a couple of good relationships, like in you know, the retail relationships and like uh, some wholesalers uh, relationships. And uh, I started I start building a company, a portfolio, like a private label and uh, certain snacks, like you have coconut oil, you have olive oil, juices, snacks. Uh, and there are all various commodities, like sometimes you produce maybe, I don't know, truckload, which is maybe, I don't know, I mean, hundred thousand units. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you produce uh, <laughs> like uh, two thousand units of stuff, right? Some units work well. Some units work uh, relatively uh, slow. Some units we cannot sell at all. So, so uh, <clears throat> this is something that we uh, we sell. I have a team. I have a guy in New York City. I have uh, two people here in Seattle, Washington. We outsource the warehouse operation. Uh, we also have, uh, like I said, uh, our agent for e-commerce sales, like in Amazon and you know Amazon Local and like you know some other e-commerce uh, platforms. So uh, this is something that I actually enjoy doing, even Great. though it's very very competitive and hard. But uh, overall, the volume of sales are growing. And, Great. Uh, we we might have some of my food items, but you don't know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe you go to like I don't know some retailers uh, in California, or I don't know if you have anything in Arizona, but maybe you buy some Amazon, some snack, whatever, and maybe it's sold by us. Nice. You don't know, but, but um, yeah, I mean, it's it's um, it's you know, it's 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 a business, and I mean, I, I like it. I mean, I mean, I I've, I've been doing this for a long time, and. I'd like to teach about it, you know. Sure, so, sure. Hey, that's what's the next thing to do. Maybe we can get you as a breakout session. My goal session. actually, actually, to cut down on working a little bit uh, and focusing on like a like a little bit uh, focusing on a little bit more family. And also, I'd like to get a teacher opportunities. I'd like to teach in a medicine adjunct professor somewhere. Uh, so uh, I can teach marketing. I can teach maybe like you know global business, international sure. business administration stuff like that well global would be great for you because of your reach all the way around the world plus all your experience behind it and i think it'd be great just to mentor maybe another former nba player i don't know like me and we could go out and make it happen <laughs> well it's possible, it's possible. Yeah, but uh, again uh, again uh, uh, i'm a young man and uh, i like working and i like producing results uh-huh. right 
So, uh, and uh, as, I, as I mentioned in last time, we talked a couple, like a couple months ago, a couple weeks ago, uh, it's very rewarding for me, right? Good. To build a leadership and to build a, a loyalty among the people you manage, you know? And uh, there's something that I cannot buy and I cannot actually, something that cannot be bought is respect of for people from different backgrounds. I mean, you have people from Kenya to Mongolia to China, and I have one guy from uh, Latin America and Georgia and Azerbaijan. So people actually call you for advice and people actually depend on your advice. And uh, because you can actually give them good advice and deliver and give them leads, give them opportunity to make money, give them opportunity to support families. And this is something that keeps me going, and this is something that really rewards reward me the most, you know? Sure. So, so that's why I'm doing what I'm doing, you know? Well, I can't thank you enough for joining us today on Rebound Radio. It's always great to catch up to you. I really appreciate your time, and it's, uh, I just like that you, uh, I like hearing your voice. You sound like Ivan Drago, and I must break you. <laughs> I love it. I love it, and I can't wait to catch up to you again, and I'd love to have you on the show in the near future here, and uh, let's, let's keep in touch. I'll, I'll grab you after this show, and, uh, and we'll have another discussion. But, hey, thanks so much for joining us today. Well, thank you, gentlemen, and I'm happy to talk to you all the time, and I, I really appreciate what you guys are doing, and I really want to thank you, all the listeners that uh, are listening and uh, taking interest in the lives of former basketball, basketball athletes, and we really, truly appreciate every minute of it. Thank you very much. Congratulations. Thank you, Vladimir. I appreciate it. Yeah, bye-bye. Yeah, he's cool. Man, isn't he? I just love talking to him. I tell you, he, he brings so much to the table. You know, he's like a busy guy. He's a busy guy, but I tell you what he does, he does right. You know, you can just tell. I've sat down and had long conversations with him. He does not leave a stone unturned. <laughs> he asks all the right questions. He finds out all the right information and makes it all sense for himself. And then he moves forward the most direct way, whether he knows to one way or another or not. You know, but he gets his he gets it in a row. He gets his ducks in a row and he goes out there and makes sure he doesn't step on any. So uh, it's always good to have him, and, and I look forward to all the success that he not only had during the playing days, but he's having a ton of success after. Now he's a father. You know, he's, he, he's deep in the six months, and he's realizing that uh, he's going to have to circle back to sports. What did I do? What did I do? <laughs> yeah, he's good. No, he said he loves every minute of it. So, you know, and, and he reached out to me the other day, and I just said, hey, man, congratulations on your you know, new, another degree. So I said, let's get you on the show and get an update. And I just, you know, again, enjoy uh, kicking it back and forth with him. Who'd you pick in the final four? Good question. I have. So have is good. Have is a current verb as opposed to. Gonzaga. Okay. I have Gonzaga going all the way. Winning? Uh, winning. Playing Toronto. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Last one. Last uh, one. Yourself? Um. Had no, I had Kansas winning in a okay. couple. I had Duke winning in like my crazy one, which I I knew they weren't gonna, but it was fine. And then in the Warren Buffett one that I have with my one of my uh, regulars in my other job, uh, he picked Gonzaga. Okay. So I, I I take no credit for that. I think we only got twelve out of the sixteen Sweet uh-huh. Sixteen teams, so we did not win the million dollars a year for the <sighs> rest of our lives. But yeah, Gonzaga, which is. When I saw that, I was like, what is he doing? He doesn't yeah, know what well, he's talking about. When I was writing it down, I'm like, what am I doing? Well, yeah, but it's interesting. They're number one in defensive efficiency, yeah. and the team that they're playing against, South Carolina, is number two. Uh, they have big guys, like big guys. Yeah, seven like, foot. Like old school college yeah, big guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they have two of them. Yep. Um, one is a baby, 
One is a one is a freshman who's averaging nine and six. I can't remember his name right now. What's the other guy with the beard, the mountain of a man, the guy that uh, does the? He can turn over. Karnuski. Yeah, he can turn over either shoulder. Karnuski? Use either hand. Pass the ball, Karnuski. Karnuski. Oh. <laughs> I've followed them a little bit because I, I, you know, I coached over here at Mountain Point High School in Ahwatukee here in Arizona, and one of the kids we sent over to St. Mary's, California, and of course they're in the same conference. So St. Mary's is the second best team in in the in that uh, league out there. Yeah, they there. won a game this year. <laughs> they won a lot of games. No, they won a game in the tournament. But they, yeah, they did. But they didn't uh, win too many against Gonzaga. No, I, I don't think they've. I don't remember the last time they, they won one. Yeah, they didn't. I think they, they won one a couple years ago in regular season. That didn't matter. Well, this whole thing started with Vladimir because of. The NCAA's. He started asking me, you know, hey man, you know, this is kind of new to me. So he hasn't even, you know, taken a look at how hard these guys do play. So when he was commenting, that's truly from the heart. Recently, he's observed this all-out hustle of these amateur athletes. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, put it this way: at this juncture, the only thing you don't want to see, the only championship game you don't want to see, is South Carolina and North Carolina. <laughs> And the reason why is because that's going to be not fun for South Carolina. So <laughs> any other any other matchup, if Oregon makes it to the championship, they're so potent offensively that it'll be fun no matter what. Right. These kids, Dylan Brooks and um, and the other kid are just going to, I mean, yeah. they shoot a lot of threes. Take the and over. They, and they score a lot of points. We have 180 seconds left. Mm-hmm. And um, South Carolina, Oregon will be awesome because that's going to be that's going to be awesome regardless. That, that'll be the SEC Player of the Year versus Dylan Brooks, and we'll see what happens with a number seven and a number three seed. Everybody wants to see Gonzaga in North Carolina just yeah. because they're two number one seeds. When was the last time we saw two number one seeds like play? Yeah, I'd like to see it. Uh, I think it was pro- – I'm not. don't quote me on this, but I think it was 2005. Really? Which was North Carolina and Illinois, both of whom were number one seeds. I Don't quote me on that. But – um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Russell Westbrook had 57, 13, and 11 last I saw night. That. I saw that. So he is on pace to break Oscar Robertson's um, all-time triple-double well, that was the most single season ever scored ever. Right. for a triple-double. Yeah, which, and, and he got that all late. Like, wow. he was, I think he was... It's a comeback. Yeah. yeah. He, and it went to overtime, which helped him, but he had a triple-double going into overtime, I believe. Mm, mm. So I said the Kawhi Leonard's the MVP last week. I still hold true to that, but if he breaks Oscar Robertson's single-season triple-double record, which he's, gonna which he's three away from with eight games to go or something, yeah, yeah. Um, which is still hard to do. It's still a triple-double. Um, I think history will will outweigh present, and that's kind of what James Harden's kind of lost in the middle. And then Kawhi Leonard could even finish fourth if LeBron James has any sort of push at the end of the regular season. Um, that's our basketball talk for the day, well, NBA well, talk. How yeah, was that? It was good. So I'm excited about Saturday. That should be fun. Um, I want to see Gonzaga in North Carolina mm-hmm. because, I mean, personally, I'd like to see Oregon and Gonzaga to get some Pacific Northwest a little love. Uh, stay away from, you know, the, the ACC and, and the East Coast bias, Highway 95, all that crap. Give mm-hmm. the West Coast something. Uh, yeah. It's a win-win regardless for the West Coast if those two play each other. And I think it gives Gonzaga the best chance to win. And I would love to see Mark Few get one. Especially with a team where you completely constructed it differently. You have big guys. You have a lot more athleticism. You play really good defense, which you never really did in the past. Right, right. So we'll see what happens. It's a long time coming from John Stockton all the way to Dan Dickow to, yeah. to Adam Morrison, the, the mustache warrior. Uh, third <laughs> yeah. overall to the Bobcats, never to be heard from again. Didn't do anything. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Matt Fish, Alex Clancy in studio. Thank, I want to thank Vladimir. Thanks so much for getting Vladimir on the show Vladimir Stepanian, yep. 27th pick in the 1998 NBA draft. Um, yeah, my he favorite was great. hour of the week. We did it again. We did it again. We did it again. <laughs>
See you guys next week. Rebound Radio. Thanks for tuning in to Rebound Radio. Please join Matt Fish next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll profile another legend of basketball. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.